Section 3 of Inquiry Concerning Political Justice and Its Influence on Morals and Happiness. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Inquiry Concerning Political Justice and Its Influence on Morals and Happiness by William Godwin. Summary of Principles established and reasoned upon in the following work the reader who would form a just estimate of the reasonings of these volumes cannot perhaps proceed more judiciously than by examining for himself the truth of these principles and the support they afford to the various inferences interspersed throughout the work one the true object of moral and political disquisition is pleasure or happiness the primary or earliest class of human pleasures is the pleasures of the external senses in addition to these man is susceptible of certain secondary pleasures as the pleasures of intellectual feeling the pleasures of sympathy and the pleasures of self-approbation the secondary pleasures are probably more exquisite than the primary or at least the most desirable state of man is that in which he has access to all these sources of pleasure and is in possession of a happiness the most varied and uninterrupted this state is a state of high civilization two the most desirable condition of the human species is a state of society the injustice and violence of men in a state of society produce the demand for government Government, as it was forced upon mankind by their vices, so has it commonly been the creature of their ignorance and mistake. Government was intended to suppress injustice, but it offers new occasions and temptations for the commission of it. By concentrating the force of the community, it gives occasion to wild projects of calamity, to oppression, despotism, war, and conquest by perpetuating and aggravating the inequality of property it fosters many injurious passions and excites men to the practice of robbery and fraud government was intended to suppress injustice but its effect has been to embody and perpetuate it three the immediate object of government is security the means employed by government is restriction and abridgment of individual independence the pleasures of self-approbation together with the right cultivation of all our pleasures require individual independence without independence men cannot become either wise or useful or happy consequently the most desirable state of mankind is that which maintains general security with the smallest encroachment upon individual independence Four. The true standard of the conduct of one man towards another is justice. Justice is a principle which proposes to itself the production of the greatest sum of pleasure or happiness. Justice requires that I should put myself in the place of an impartial spectator of human concerns and divest myself of retrospect to my own predilections. Justice is a rule of the utmost universality and prescribes a specific mode of proceeding in all affairs by which the happiness of a human being may be affected five 
duty is that mode of action which constitutes the best application of the capacity of the individual to the general advantage right is the claim of the individual to a share of the benefit arising from his neighbor's discharge of their several duties the claim of the individual is either to the exertion or the forbearance of his neighbors the exertion of men in society should ordinarily be trusted to their discretion their forbearance in certain cases is a point of more pressing necessity and is the direct province of political superintendence or government six the voluntary actions of men are under the direction of their feelings reason is not an independent principle and has no tendency to excite us to action in a practical view it is merely a comparison and balancing of different feelings reason though it cannot excite us to action is calculated to regulate our conduct according to the comparative worth it ascribes to different excitements it is to the improvement of reason therefore that we are to look for the improvement of our social condition seven reason depends for its clearness and strength upon the cultivation of knowledge the extent of our progress in the cultivation of knowledge is unlimited hence it follows one that human inventions and the modes of social existence are susceptible of perpetual improvement two that institutions calculated to give perpetuity to any particular mode of thinking or condition of existence are pernicious eight the pleasures of intellectual feeling and the pleasures of self-approbation together with the right cultivation of all our pleasures are connected with soundness of understanding soundness of understanding is inconsistent with prejudice consequently as few falsehoods as possible either speculative or practical should be fostered among mankind soundness of understanding is connected with freedom of inquiry consequently opinion should as far as public security will admit be exempted from restraint soundness of understanding is connected with simplicity of manners and leisure for intellectual cultivation consequently a distribution of property extremely unequal is adverse to the most desirable state of man end of section three